1: Welcome back to A Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes. And I'm delighted this afternoon. Early start, Kevin, to be joined by Kevin McCluskey, who okay. is dialing in all the way from Budapest. Welcome back to the show, Kevin. I and mean, we were just discussing there that on a pre-match, if it's a unchanged start 11, you tend to look at the form of players, the previous game, etc. I'll tell you what, Brendan Rodgers has given us loads to talk about this morning,
2: hasn't he? He certainly has, because I'm going to have to scratch right through to the back of my memory to think of when some of these players last started a game, perhaps, you know, to actually get that um, discussion on on form and things like that. So yeah, it's a really interesting lineup that he's put out. I'm sure you'll share the graphic for it shortly for those that haven't seen it, but we were looking through it and six changes for a game away at Ross County. It's a bold move. I think that's a word we've used fairly often when we talk about Brendan Rodgers so far this season. He's been bold in some of his substitute decisions in games, and he's been bold, I think, with the starting lineup today. It is bold.
1: And uh, Jungle Lion brings the point up that uh, pick your best team to win the game and then make changes other way around, especially a way rarely works. Hope I'm wrong. There is always that concern, isn't there, Kevin, when you make so many changes. We've seen it before because the fluidity is generally lost if you've got a group of guys that haven't played much together.
2: Yeah. So we've spoken about this before as well, excuse me. And I'm a, i am like to have a settled eleven, and you want to go with that team to build up the momentum to have your strongest team playing every single game. But that does become a point where you just can't do it. And we're in the middle of a, a phase of what was it, seven games in twenty-one days, yeah, something like that. So you can't ask the players to be going out and playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, whatever it is over that period of time and expect everyone to play every minute of every game or everyone to start in every game. It just doesn't work that way. Um, you know, these guys, they might be athletes at the peak of their physical condition or whatever, but mentally as well as physically, I just don't think you can ask them to go through and do it. So every now and again you do need to take a change, and make a change, take someone out, bring someone else in. Mm-hmm. And we've got we've got the biggest squad in the country. So, we should be able to do that. Um, and Kev Graham made the point on Thursday, I think it was when he was looking at the team that played St. Mirren, and you'd go, right, we made three changes or something for that game. But every single one of our team would walk into the St. Mirren team. Every one on our bench would walk into the St. Mirren team. And I think if you look again at the team he's put out today, yet yeah, people will question why so many changes. But every single one of those players will walk into the Ross County team, with the greatest respect to them. So they should be able to go up there and do the job
1: today. Yeah, you you do hope that because, you know, when you've got this depth that, you know, we were bemoaning the lack of the depth because the quality wasn't on the bench. And then the other night, Kevin, we bring on three substitutes who all had a big say in the game. In fact, you could say four if you included Maeda in that equation as well because we we regard him as a starter, but he came on. He made an impact as did Yang, O and Home. So you want to have that depth. You want to have the quality on the bench. And this time, uh, there's an opportunity for some of these guys to come in um, and, as you say, play their first game um, from the start for some time. Tony Ralston is one of those players. And Magical Music TV reckons he's better. He actually reckons he's better than Alistair Johnson. Listen, I think both players have got attributes. Johnson has been um, a tremendous sign-in since he came in. And I think maybe in the last few days, uh, few games rather, he's looked a little bit, um, you know, leggy, I think is the term. I would suggest that Matt O'Reilly's looked the same. Uh, You've also Mm -hmm. got some of the other guys dropping out, like Hugo, perhaps, Palma who, you know, they have been playing all the games, Kev. So you think to yourself, right, we need to have a situation where if any single member of that start 11 drops out for any reason, injury, suspension, loss of form, we've got somebody, we've got a backup. And I, I find it interesting on the bench there, one of the only positions really that we don't have a natural backup for is Greg Taylor. We don't have that left back on the bench. Um, and it you know, it leads me to talk, to talk about some of the guys who have kind of dropped off the radar in recent times. And Alexandro Burnaby is one of those players. Uh, Gustav Lagerbielk also. You know, who was playing playing a lot of football due to the injury crisis, he's dropped off the bench. I know you're going to have to be careful with how many centre-halves you're going to have on the bench, etc. And there is always the Awata scenario because you know he is so adaptable and versatile that, yeah, he's on there to cover probably three positions on the bench. Um, and Mikey Johnson, he comes in against Hibs. He makes his first appearance in 19 months for Celtic and he's dropped off the radar. And, of course, Novrocki, he's back in. He's back in training, but he's not yet pushed himself back into the squad. Um, the left-back situation is really the only one we don't have sufficient cover for at the moment, Kev.
2: Yeah, it is. Um, I think that'll change in January. I've got a feeling Brendan will go out and sign a left-back. He'd be foolish if he didn't, because as you say, you can go through. and Maybe at times, you know, we'll talk about this. We've got the squad depth. We might not always have the quality. So you can see that there's a, a drop-off in quality when one player drops out and someone else comes in. Yeah, Actually, I tend to agree with the magical music there, that the right-back area is one where you don't notice it so much. Yeah, Ralston is almost a like-for-like like replacement for Johnson. So that's fine. But yeah, if you look at the other side of the defence and you go, if Taylor's out, and Taylor's not been at his best this season, if he drops out, it's Burnaby. And Burnaby's not a left-back, in my opinion, either. I think he's better as a... Be a left wing back or a left midfielder he's not yeah. got the defensive awareness to play as a full back so that's a major concern that if anything ever happens to Taylor who do you turn to is it is it Bernabe do you look to the B team and then I mean one of the guys you've mentioned there I think running through was Rocco Vata uh, he seems to be tearing it up for the B team but you yeah. can't get anywhere near the first team and probably the reason for that is you're playing against it It's the fourth or fifth tier in Scottish football. So would you normally go and sign a player at that level and put them into the first team at Celtic? You wouldn't. So it is a concern there that who is the next player coming through in that position? But it is probably the only one where we don't have the depth and we definitely don't have the quality coming through that can replace who's not there. I do actually see, as I say that, somebody's just popped in and said Scales can play there. But we've seen under... Poster Cogley, that scale's been moved out of position to accommodate someone else at that point. And scales form fell off a cliff when he played at left back for us under, under Ange. So you wouldn't want to risk that again, considering he's been our best centre half so far this season. And there's yeah, what you never thought you'd hear anyone say at the beginning of the campaign.
1: No, you're right. And as I say, that the was it the ginger barese? Uh, I've seen people getting the number five ginger oh, braces. By... ginger
2: braces, the uh, ginger Maldini, and all that. So, you know, and, and oh, he's yeah, earned bro, every yeah. one of those accolades. You know, I know. Like, I know. Every, everyone knows it's tongue in cheek. He's not that level of defender, but he's come on so much that it almost doesn't feel that out of place to call him it.
1: Listen, it's a valid point. When know Liam Scales has played in the left-back position. We absolutely get it. In fact, the, the famous game when Tony Ralston scores the 97th minute and he scores that one that's it's a pivotal game in the, the championship uh, title win. Um, I'm sure Scales played pretty well that, that night, if memory serves me correct. But I think that you're right. I don't think he's a left-back. I think that he looks like a, a player who's playing out of position when he plays there. And I remember, I always go back to the press conference he was asked the question because he inherited the number five jersey and I kind of thought he was a left back but when we signed him the question was asked and he says my best position is left centre back so yes he can play there absolutely and that's maybe in uh, Brendan Rodgers' mind at the moment you know if there's an issue at left back you've got two guys who can play centre half on the bench and then Liam Scales can go over and play there as an emergency but uh, certainly it is a position I think we still need to look at
2: we need to get that cover in let's run through the team then we have I'm, I'm, I've got I've got to say this in his defence as well Right, he suffers from being a lefty and it's something I suffered from as well back in my playing days many years ago if you're a left-footed player everyone automatically puts you either at left back or left mid because you're the only left-footed player in the team so I think there is that genuine thing that he'll suffer from that because he's a lefty and he just automatically assumes he can play there. It's not his natural position.
1: Thought you were going to open up the uh, political debate again. There, Kevin, we've been talking about that all week. You and boy <laughs> oh, Martin. God,
2: that's, that's a can of worms I will not open right now. <laughs>
1: that's been open all week. You uh, and boy Martin. Interesting start. Eleven O'Reilly does need a rest yet. Yeah, I agree with that. As Kilgo, two big chance for big O. To show what he can do. Brendan Rogers called him Big O, didn't he, when he was talking about him? And this is the big chance. And what I want to see from O, we'll start with O, seeing how Ewan brought him up. We'll, we'll look through all the guys that have uh, claimed the jersey today um, and we'll start with O. Just for anyone who's not seen it, start eleven is Joe Hart, Tony Ralston, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Liam Scales, Greg Taylor, Callum McGregor, Paulo Bernardo's back in, David Turnbull, you've got Yang, Maeda and O. And you know, there's been times in the past, Kev, where You ask your question about impact player versus starter. Um, Now, Yang has shown uh, this season that he has come on as an impact player against Aberdeen uh, up at Pataudry. And the other night, I thought he came on. And the the short space of time he spent on the park, he was one of our most effective offensive players. Um, But then the question mark hangs over, if you don't follow up with a start, Kev, Are you an impact player? Are you a starter? Because I don't think Yang has done it when he started. Oh, I'm going to ask you the question about Oh as well, and I'll go back to that game Um, last season when Jürgen Klinsmann was was in Scotland to watch him and he snatched everything. He didn't look like he was playing his natural game, Kev. It was almost as if he was trying to impress the the national manager who was sitting in the stand. Oh needs to just play his game. He showed... The other night, there when he comes on, he's got that instinct. He can find the space, he's got the strength, he's got the finish. Just play his normal, natural game, Kev, and he'll be fine. He'll be fine. And I, and I would love to see him following up Wednesday night with the opening goal this afternoon as well.
2: Oh, that would be magic if he could, because he deserves it, I think. Like that game you're on about, I think, it was it Kilmarnock at Rugby Park, Klinsman's mm-hmm. Day? Right? That's when Vata so came Paul- on the sub.
1: I've
2: read right. him on yeah. a couple of times, yep. Yeah. Aye, misses uh, at least one sitter, for i mind right. But yeah, like as much as I like O, I'm, I'll, I'll admit it right now, he's not yet an elite-level striker. So He's not quite got the mentality of it up there. He's 21 years of age, he's playing in front of Jürgen Klinsmann, who happens to be his national team manager and also one of the best centre-forwards of his generation. Of course you want to go out and impress him. And it's going to get to him a little bit because he wanted to score so much in that game that he forgot to play his natural game. When O plays his natural game, like he did on Wednesday night against St Mirren, look at how deadly he is in the box. So that's what he needs to do. If O had played four or five games from the start, running up to that game against Kilmarnock, I'll bet he scores. And he impresses Virgen He's He's never had a run of games. So he's never built up that momentum. Um, so I think today it's it's a great confidence booster for him. That Brendan's went right, you've scored, you've scored the winner, you've got a chance to take Kyogo out. Make that maybe not make the jersey your own because it's you know, one game isn't going to replace Kyogo. But make a statement again today and make it really difficult for me to not play you. Um We've seen him. Like, I think when he gets in front of the goal, he is a super confident centre forward. And he's got real finishing ability. He's also got a physical presence that you maybe need. At a game like this, a put down well. So I, if he could just get the first goal, like if he can be my first note of the day, three minutes goal for O, I'll be a very happy man.
1: I'll be delighted as well. Uh, Feed the bear. Thank you for supporting the channel. You reckon it's going to be three nothing for Celtic? One hoops. Yeah, I hope it is. I really do. It's uh, you know they, they've gone seven games without a win, Ross County, but four of them have been draws. And obviously the other night we were kind of looking at that game, thinking, right, we've failed to overcome St Johnston and Hibbs already this season is it going to be another night like that and it did take someone like Yang to come in and just completely take I think the St Mirren defence by surprise give them something completely different to deal with Kev they were getting quite comfortable I felt with the wing play that we had um, shown them up until that point then we bring on the energy and made of the trickery of Yang and we were able to break them down and we got the win and such an important win it was as well we want something similar today we don't want to be seven minutes from the end of the game. Uh, we definitely want the win. Um, Michael H would like to see a performance today. Guys like Yang, Turnbull and O need to show why they deserve to be in a team. I'm going to talk about Turnbull next then. We'll go through all the players who have made made it into the starting 11. But Turnbull, even though he scores the goal the other night, there was a question mark over whether, whether he would start uh, this afternoon, Kevin. Are you surprised or do you think it's more down to the fact that uh, Matt O'Reilly, definitely looked like he needed a rest.
2: Yeah, I'm not surprised that he's in, and I think that's probably part of the thinking, is that O'Reilly needs a rest. O'Reilly played, I'm not sure how many minutes he'll have played by now, but he's played the vast majority of minutes in every game so far this season, I think, and you can see on Wednesday night, that just, like Ian, I think mentioned it as well, in the half-time and in the full-time so on say that he just, he wasn't quite himself. He was looking a bit tired and leggy, the passes he normally plays just when they're coming off. So it's his turn to take a rest out. Carter Vickers got it on Wednesday. O'Reilly can get it today. We've got players that can come in and and fill the jersey for an, an afternoon. And then O'Reilly's back in the team on Tuesday night. Um and I think Turnbull in that case has to start because you're not going to take both of them out for this game, it was one or the other and it's O'Reilly's turn Turnbull, I think I think called him a conundrum of a player at one point on Wednesday night and I'll stand by that because I don't think he had a very good game on Wednesday night, I don't think he had a very good game um, against Ross County in the opening game of the season I don't think he had a great game against Aberdeen when he got hooked at half time but in two of those games he scored goals uh, and that's what he does bring. So he might not be the most technically proficient player. He might slow the game down whenever he gets the ball because he's not got the speed of thought to play the pass or know what the next pass is. But there are certain games where he's been a bit of a difference maker, and he was on Wednesday night because no one else was prepared to take that shot for 20 yards out, and he sticks it in the top corner, and he gets his right back in the game. I've got a feeling, and I don't know if it's it's true in any way, I think he's in the team. Uh Rogers is putting him in the team to earn a new contract or so that Rogers can justify getting rid of him in January or at the end of the season. With the argument being he's had all the chances in the world to go and prove himself and prove that he's a he's worthy of being a Celtic player. Because up until now, as much as we can all say we think he's a good player, he's never he's not been able to nail down a starting place since the League Cup final. When he does his, does his hamstring, he's had so many chances since then, but he's not been able to displace O'Reilly, Hatate, Moy when he came in. We've signed Home, Iwata, Bernardo. There's a reason we keep on signing centre midfielders, mm-hmm. and David Turnbull can't break in and keep a place to himself. So he's playing he's there. for his future. Yeah, he's played for his
1: future. He's ready to play
2: for his future. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, see, no I see all the comments that come in that will say that he's technically excellent but he slows our play down and you can't deny that and we need to play at a quick tempo here. I can see folks saying you know, he's scored four goals, it's the second most from midfield. Two of them are penalties his open play goal rate isn't great Matt O'Reilly's hit six goals this season all from open play I know who I'd rather have on my team Turnbull just doesn't quite do enough to force the issue to make him a real candidate for me We took it all
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. BDW Void we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And
1: over the well, page. that
2: said, I hope he scores today and I hope he gets the winner. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Be so happy if he does.
1: Absolutely. There, there's pockets of a game where, it, where he, he looks influential, he scores the goals, he creates chances. But what Matt O'Reilly has added to his game, you'll remember that um, he wasn't finishing a lot in 90 minutes under Ange Postecoglou. What he's added to his game is that uh, the 90-minute game, isn't he? He's a 90-minute midfielder now, Matt Riley. He wasn't before, so he's added that. Um, and he's a, a few years younger now than David Turnbull. So Turnbull, I think it is. He's he's, it. he's in the team playing for his future. Mark E comes in on the comments. If you wish to make a comment on Axon's YouTube, then all you need to do is subscribe to the channel. And you can do that. Someone asked me the other day, why do we need to subscribe to make a comment? Well, If you don't subscribe, what you tend to get is a deluge of non-subscribers commenting, not always Celtic-related content. Um, And that includes a lot of bots as well. Uh, Kev, remember the amount of bots that would pop up on the the comments? So there is a reason behind it. Um, It's not to snare you for uh, any kind of uh, payments or subscriptions, paid subscriptions. It's just... So that you can make the comment and we know that you're genuine. There are, of course, some people who subscribe to try and wind us all up and then unsubscribe, which is a bizarre, a bizarre waste of their time. And there was
2: uh, Brennan Rogers, he's picked a team. I think there was about five. I think there was about five hundred or so of them that had subscribed uh, about a minute before full time in the Motherwell match. Because I seem to remember yes. there being quite a lot of people waiting to join that post match, and then the numbers fell.
1: They were so disappointed, Kev (laughs) Um, He's picked a team, the gaffer That he thinks will win the game Let's trust his judgement Yeah, I do Absolutely trust his judgement, Mark But when there's six or so changes in a team There's plenty of discussion points Uh, Jungle Lion, even if O scores a hat-trick He won't get a game on Tuesday I I think the point you're making there Jungle Lion is valid A lot of these changes are with one eye On Tuesday night as well And I know there's comments going to come in Saying, listen, the the league's a bread and butter yeah, and it is. It absolutely is. But we have to be competitive in every competition that we're playing. And we also need to look after the players. So do you rest them today? Do you rest them on Tuesday night? I think the team that finishes today will look far more like the starting 11 on Tuesday night. So I think it's a great point that Jungle Line makes. Edward uh, McLennigan, it will be a statement game today, guys. Zero five. So I, th- I hope it is. I hope, you know, we've no, have we had a statement game? Big scoring game where we've absolutely it looked as though we were getting there oh, with really? kelly and hearts it did look as though we were getting into that groove kev jim jim right. spoke brilliantly yesterday about that and then you know our, our form since the atletico madrid game took that wee dip and now it's about trying to build it back up ridiculous here we go um i would play players on form hugo had the full game to score didn't all came on? scored he starts we have three or four midfielders Turnbull scores, he starts. Yeah, well, fair enough. And I think that uh, Brendan has said, if you've got the jersey, you keep it. Big shout out to James. Uh, James met me up at Celtic Park a few weeks back and he gave me quite a lot of memorabilia to use for Jamie Tierney's Sell the jersey initiative. So thank you very much for getting involved. Um, and everything that we get will help the wee fella as well. So thank you very much. Lanky. I still say this, oh, reminds me of a young John Hartson. I love comparisons, Kev. I love comparisons sure. between players. Um, when he was at Arsenal, I know people don't like it, right? Because sometimes whenever you were a jinky winger coming in, you would be called the next Jimmy Johnson. It never really helped any players to be compared to him. Uh, but we heard it so often. And then I remember Simon Donnelly came in, Lou Macario said, oh, it reminds me of Kenan wish. And you put a, oh, a big I bit of pressure that's, that's, on players.
2: You remember that? Yeah. I do. That's, that's a kiss of death to be called the oh. next Jinky or the next Kenny Dalgleish. That's
1: but it. by the way, the Jinky one I was thinking about was Brian McLaughlin. Brian McLaughlin, the winger, was compared yes. to Jimmy Johnston. Simon right. only was compared we, to McLaughlin. Dalgleish. Yeah, you remember we we edited uh, Eddie, Eddie Munster. Yeah, and um, the other one was of course Jeez. Stevie Fulton. <laughs> Stevie Fulton
2: was An ex- compared Roberto to
1: <laughs> Yes. <laughs>
2: Baggio. Yes, I remember reading it. that it, was a, it's in Shoot Magazine or 90 Minutes or whatever it was, one of the, the old ones, and there's a, the profile of him, and it's Stevie Fulton, Scotland's Roberto Baggio. Yes,
1: brilliant. And I that was must brilliant.
2: have been, was I talent. don't know, eight, nine years old or whatever it was, and I'm laughing that up going, oh, he <laughs> must we have
1: we some play. Yeah. <laughs> Stevie Fulton was an incredibly talented player. Um, his dad was a brilliant junior player. And then, of course, his sons um, had that football bug as well. But uh, I don't think he was quite up there with Roberto Baggio. Um, Lanky Mm -hmm. says that John Hartson is the comparison of O. When he was at Arsenal, there's definitely a player in him. Just needs confidence and fans to get off his back. Right, I'm going to use that to introduce something that, um, again, was reaffirmed on Twitter. Having an opinion or stating a fact or a stat shouldn't automatically be uh, viewed as having a go at a player or being negative towards a player. The uh, stat that I used was quite phenomenal. That At uh, the age that uh, Nat Phillips is right now, Callum McGregor played in one season, virtually the same amount of minutes that Nat Phillips has played in his entire career. That's the stat. And it's relevant in that come January, we've got a decision to make on Nat Phillips, who's sitting on the bench at the moment. And that decision will be based on a lot of different factors, Kev. And one of those factors is game time. Now, there's a reason why at 26, he has played the same amount of football that Carlin McGregor played in the 2018-19 season. There's a reason. That has to be a red flag. But another big reason for the decision will be the fact that by then, all our other defenders are fit. And you've got Liam Scales. That bizarre case of Liam Scales, who really wasn't in a discussion at the start of the season, but now he's the top defender. Um, I'm not saying he's better than Carl Vickers, everyone, but in terms of reform, he has played every 90 minutes since he came into the side, and his form has been excellent. So, just another reminder, Kev, honestly, you say something online, and it instantly by some is viewed as being a negative. It's not a negative, it's just a fact, and it's something that we need to consider when it comes round to making a choice on Phillips in January.
2: Exactly, exactly. You know, it's uh, oh, there's a love-hate thing with a place like Twitter, because it's good for engagement and whatnot, but and uh, you put out something like that, which is, is statement a fact, but it's also in there to uh, to engage with people, to have conversation, to make people see things maybe from a different perspective. And uh you, um you'll be I'd say you'd be surprised, you're probably not surprised that the majority of folks just take it as a dig and it's not intended that way. It's clear it's just a, a statement of fact, and here yeah, this is something we need to think about. Uh I mean, I think Phillips has done all right when he's played. He's definitely got his limitations going forward. He's uh, he's not the quickest in the world either. Mm-hmm. As an out and out defender, he seems fine. But I'm going to judge him against Carter Vickers. I'm going to judge him against Scales, Navroky. Is he is he any better than them? Is he worth what would probably be a four, five, maybe six million pound outlay? Is he worth Premier English Premiership wages? Because he must be on a decent wedge. Mm. Coming up for there, forty grand a week, let's say, even twenty, would you give him that? No. He's not worth it. He's not gonna be he's not gonna be a guaranteed starter. Uh, it's not to say he's not a good player. He's just not gonna be a guaranteed starter. I'm still surprised that he's making the bench, actually, as often as he has been. So it's obviously because we've got Europe in mind and he can play there. But you look and you go right in the rocky, I can see why he's not there because he can't play in Europe. So that's fine maybe we're just going to hold him back until the new year because unfortunately it looks like we might not have European football after that um, and he'll he'll kick on from there and then, then you look at Lagabelke and you go he's a lad that can play in Europe so why is Phillips in ahead of him? We've, we've spoken about it, we'll go you've got to develop your own before you develop someone else especially if you think Phillips might not have a future. So, um, his inclusion raises more questions about Lagerbilke than it does about yeah. himself.
1: Yeah, that that's interesting. I'm going to jump back to the point you made about Vata. Um, and I didn't make the point yesterday, Kev, but um, you've got to ask the question. And it's a it's a genuine question because I don't know the answer. We're we, we going about Lowland League, 50 of Scottish football. Would you sign a player from that? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You know what I mean? That That's just not something Celtic would do. However... Is it a better standard than the youth football he would otherwise be playing, the under eighteen football that he would otherwise be playing um, at Celtic? Is it a higher, more competitive level than that? I think there's an argument to say, suggest that it is, but obviously we wouldn't sign a player. Would you promote a player from that from that team? And I think the answer has got to be yes because um, you know in the past, prior to us being in the Lowland League, you're promoting youth from youth you're promoting them from youth teams and if the fifth tier is at a higher more competitive level then you should have absolutely no issue if the talent is there that's the caveat and he's obviously the guy Vata who's standing out at the moment Kev you know previous to that we had Ben Doak standing out Dembele standing out he has been the shining light uh, for a while now and it's surprising that he's not making the bench it really is Um, I mean looking at that bench who who do you drop at the moment Um, You, you don't drop Palmer you don't drop for us, because, you know, the the experience is there. Um, is he worth a shout over Mikey Johnson? Um, that, I think that's more of a discussion. So, yeah, it's an interesting scenario to be in. Vata's not kicked the ball under Brendan Rodgers. Neither has Quan or Tilio. I know Tilio came with an injury, but these players are now fit and they're not part of the equation. We're going to see some new or uh, reintroduced faces, rather, today. Uh, Bernardo? Just before we go live uh, to the game, Bernardo, I think, is an interesting one because I was talking about home being in there. But I think what uh, Brendan's doing is he's looking at the balance, isn't he? He's thinking, right, I'm definitely going to rest O'Reilly. Therefore, I need more of a different kind of balance. If it was Turnbull out home in, I can see that. I can see the balance there. But you couldn't, I don't think, play McGregor, Turnbull home because you're, you're losing You are losing the the work rate, the defensive ability of Matt O'Reilly there, aren't you? I think Bernardo showed enough in his performances that he's got the defensive ability, Kev.
2: Yeah, I really liked Bernardo when he played against Atletico Madrid. I thought he was outstanding in that game. He definitely tired, uh, maybe after the hour mark, or 70-minute mark, because he hadn't played that much football up until then. Um, And he put in such a a big effort in the first half. I thought he was excellent. Like I say, he... um, there, there is that stat going around that he made, was it 44 pressures or something like that during the game? So that's blocking, passing channels, and what have you. Um, I think that just shows, if, if you want to take it back to like old school talk about that, it's just that he's got the work rate. He's not just prepared to sit off in the opposition of the ball. He's going to work. He's going to try and uh, hustle and harry. So he's got that. He, I think he's pretty technically gifted on the ball. I think he moves it quicker than somebody like Turnbull, he's got the speed of thought that he can do it because to go back to um, a point that someone else had put in the comments, when I've said that Turnbull's not a technical player and he slows the game down, I didn't mean it as a positive, I think he slows our play down when we need to speed it up and I think somebody like Bernardo and O'Reilly have got that quickness of thought that when the ball comes to them they see the pass and they play it, whereas Turnbull yeah. didders and dallies. So, I'm excited to see what he can do in this game. He's also physically strong. I think he looks a, a, a lad that can handle himself. So I'm hoping that he's a player that can really adapt to the Scottish game well. And let's see, let's see what he can do today. Let's just say, looking forward to seeing him. Hopefully, impress himself in the midfield. Let's hope so. Um, apparently,
1: before the game, Brendan Rodgers has said that he must trust his squad until January. Thanks for that, uh, Duhalo LP. Yeah, he does have to, and hopefully in January he gets the three or four players of quality that he needs, I think, uh, to see us through the rest of this campaign. Thank you, everybody, for getting involved. It's always an absolute pleasure, and it's also a pleasure to be joined by Kevin McCluskey from Budapest. So thank you, everybody. Enjoy the game, and we'll see you at halftime.